guys, we're back here, back in the dumpster. It's been a little bit, but we made our return. We have some special guests with us, three guys now. So I think uh, this is probably the most we've had from one company. For sure. So yeah, we got, but so we have our, our friends from Smucker Laser, and as you can see, they got us a new backdrop here. So it's not the old, the old markers gone. We got this. They kind of showed off a little bit what they can do. And they also have some, uh, some little demos up this way. So. You guys could just introduce yourself and kind of let us know what your what your deal is with Smucker. Sure, I'm uh, Nevin Musser, uh, Director of Operations, Business Development. Yes, sir. Sweet. How long have you been at Smuckers? There you go. Three, years. <laughs> Three years. Three years. Um, Darren Mason, uh, shop supervisor. Do some uh, project managing as well. Um, been there about ten years now, so it's been a while. Awesome. Get, getting old, you know. Uh, my name's Cameron. I am the fabrication manager. Uh, I oversee all secondary operations. Um, I'm also a project manager as well, um, designing, quoting, estimating. Um, been with Smucker about three and a half years now. So, all right. And so, so you guys both said a little over three years, and you've been there ten. How long has Smucker been? How long have they been? Uh... So CMS Smucker has been around for sixty plus years. Uh, wow. Exterior. We have an exterior side uh, building. Um, different decks and windows, doors, siding, uh, just on the exterior part of houses. And then the metal fab has come around, I guess that started in 94, 93, 94. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. I know, Todd, you went over, you were at their facility and did yeah, like me a little and Kerry came over, when was that? Um, towards the end Same. of last year? Yeah, last year. Maybe yeah. October. October, yeah, November, we, came, we came by and made a video on how you guys, all your different laser cutting yeah. processes and how you guys do things. You guys have a great facility, very clean. Yeah. Very clean. Could be cleaner. <laughs> I know that's that's something you did say you definitely stress about um, keeping stuff clean. How important is it to keep your production floors clean? Well, I think it's important just, you know, for the out the output of, of our product and just for safety and you know if guys are working in a clean shop you know you guys know what it's like to work in a clean shop it makes you want to come yeah. into work and uh, I mean you got a lot of things going on here but uh, when it's when things are cleaned up it makes it a better feel mm -hmm. yeah I feel like I feel like clean is you know the cleaner you are and you know where everything's at and things are put away and there's organization uh, your efficiencies are up um, and most companies, you know, you want to be as efficient as, efficient as you possibly can, so. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely would say out of all the companies I've, I've been to, um, you guys definitely have one of the cleanest um, tools. It's good. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. It's cool to see, like, the videos. It kind of shows us what our customers, sometimes when we just see all your, your bins coming in and stuff and just see the metal get dumped, like, on our end, we kind of, like, we get caught up in that and don't really think about what you guys do. So it's cool to see, like, to see that you guys made that with the mm -hmm. i guess you used the laser machine to cut that out yep yep and also these things up what are these what's all this stuff up here so that is some 16 gauge uh stainless steel over there in a box um, which we cut a pattern into we also etched our logo and some capabilities on the back and then we also formed that um on our press break so one of that's kind of a tighter piece of um Part, I guess you could say forming wise that's really tight for us um, but it came out really well yeah. and then I believe this is some one inch or inch and a quarter stainless steel uh, which also has one piece is just laser cut the other piece is 
actually has a half 13 tap ran through it um, when we're able to do this right off the laser no drilling needed um, which really helps keep costs down for our customer and helps us get a lot more parts through faster um, instead of setting up a drill operation and having to drill it and then tap it so I see um, you guys run the um, Trump. That's how you say it. Um, yep. Trump lasers. Um, how's that? Like, how's that going for you guys? Um, I think you said you had eight of them. Three. Could be all, oh, three. Three. three yeah, I wish that? we had eight. Eight of them. How long does it take to like, like? So for this, for instance, how long did it take you to like draw that out and cut it out? Uh, I mean, what do you? I'd probably send a picture. In a phone call. Twenty minutes. A yeah. phone call, and you know. 15 minutes and it only took about five minutes to cut um, did some cleaning on the back to it but yeah something like this pretty it's real simple uh, stole your sign from the website and you know just kind of copied and had to fix that up a little bit but um, yeah, a lot of that stuff doesn't typically take too long it something simple like this now it has a lot of different uh, designs in it that can become pretty ugly um, or it just takes a little more time, but you know, we really wanted to get this to you guys. Uh, I'm glad you like it. We really yeah, appreciate awesome. it. It's like yeah. cherry on top for the <laughs> I kind of thought something. I think that's what we're missing. Well, I kind of thought you guys might see and just throw it in a, one of your mountains out oh, there. No. <laughs> Not bad. No, you might see the letters yeah. come through in one of your mountains. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. So look, look out for those and the S. It's cool to see the. It's cool to see kind of the end product mm -hmm. of what you guys do, just like even on a small scale like yeah. that. Yeah. So with like all the new technology coming out, um, Isaiah, Carrie, and Dan just went to the um, automation um, convention in Detroit. With all the technology com coming out, does that kind of like scare you guys, or do you guys like not scare you, but like kind of worry you a little bit because times are changing, or do you think it could help you guys a lot? Um, I definitely think it could help. Be more consistency. Um, those jobs are really for like the large, like repeat jobs. Automation would be awesome for that. Probably the same type um, of, same shape out like multiple yeah, times. Yeah, same so. shape or same material. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that would make it a lot easier for certain things. I know there's uh, a couple shops. Uh, I don't know if you've seen. Uh, Trump has like a um, what do they call it? Smart fact. They call smart it Smart Factory, factory right? Yep. And you know they have forklifts driving around like by themselves, like like robots, like picking up the so that that part does scare you a little yeah. bit um, autonomous. Yeah. but at the end of the day you know you're going to need people and right now it's you know it's hard to keep good people i'm sure you guys know and you know that's kind of where it's heading and you know it helps us out you know for consistency wise but i think that stuff's more for like the thinner stuff the yeah. thicker stuff um i don't know how well automation would do but at some point they're going to have it right yeah i mean oh yeah I think it's going to help like a bunch of different industries in many ways. Yeah. So, yeah, why stop it's there? Cool. Yeah. Well, they also have um, 3D printing that yeah. they've been coming out with. That yeah. you know, we've seen at least when I was in high school, like the 3D printer they had it was just plastic one, um, and that's advanced so far since then. And now they're doing metal, which is just insane. Yeah, it's going to affect us here too because um, we're using 3D printing for metal now. It doesn't really create like a scrap necessarily. It creates right. like a dust type of form. So we're, yeah. that's something we're going to have to grow and kind of adapt with as well. Yep. So. Yeah. Trying to watch it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, what do they do? Houses now or something? Yeah, I mean, you, they 3D print everything. They're they're three 3D printing stakes out of stem cells from cows um, oh, at this yeah. point. So uh, they're 3D printing houses with concrete. They're 
They're, they have a, an Inconel, which you guys are familiar with, which I believe is a melting point of 5,000 degrees or higher. Um, they're 3D printing that at now, um, which is one of the newer metal 3D printings on the market, which is a game changer, um, just the high nickel content inside of Inconel and um, a lot of aerospace parts being able to be manufactured. And uh, like you said, you have dust instead of chips. Yeah. You have a lot that you're not wasting anymore. Mm -hmm. So, um, Which is good for... Some, some industries, yeah, I, it will be an industry shift for sure when automation and AI comes full force, and I would say in this, um, and a lot of people will have to shift their directions, but I don't see it as a bad thing. It's kind of like, um, you know, turret punches were first, and then CO2 lasers, and, um, you know, and now fibers, and now you have, like he said, automated warehouses where everything's automated. So I think it's just a matter of adapting and staying with the times and as long as you do that um you can remain successful and stay in business for a while so yeah, and you're going to need the bodies to run the automation so absolutely you know, that's say like a lot of people are getting like scared because it could take a lot of jobs but yeah. it could give people a bigger yep. opportunity because like i was talking to, the, um, to a gentleman at the mid-atlantic machinery um yeah. for one of their big events i was asking him like if you could go to school right now what would you go for and he said to run the Oh, robotics. The robotics. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. gonna be like a like a big um, a big career that yeah. not too many people are gonna right. like have a degree for. Yep. So it could, it could cause a lot of good things as well. Kind of just have to be willing to shift with so a little bit of the unknown, yeah, I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah, for sure. Well, we were looking at looking at your website and stuff this morning, kind of looking at some of your capabilities and like your values and stuff. What do you think is kind of what do you think is like the main thing you guys specialize in? What jobs are you kind of doing the most of? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're a job shop, and you know we, we get ourselves into just about anything, um, from parts for an Amish company to aerospace to do some work for a railroad company up in New York. I mean, who, who else? I see a lot of these things that are coming in through. You know your customers, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, we're, we we're a such large a customer base, yeah, extremely large, yeah. and it's very diverse. Very diverse. Yeah. Yeah. From you know, hundred, two hundred thousand dollar jobs to the seventy five dollar jobs, and everywhere in between. Um, yeah. It's just we don't really turn much business away. You know, we try to be yeah. there for everybody. Um, even the little guys need help. You know, and we're not necessarily a big guy in the fabrication world. We're not a super small guy either. Yeah. Um, people have helped us, and we've helped people. So it's kind of, um, yeah. I, I I would say I like what we do. I like that it's not the same thing every day, and it's yeah. it's a mix and it's diverse. So kind of makes you like kind of getting the same routine of doing the same thing every day. It might get a little boring or something, but. When you have different type of jobs all the time and stuff, it's it's cool. Yeah. yeah. We definitely we have the same type of deal here. It's mm -hmm. never really never the same thing every day. No. Which I think helps. So I drive most of the time. And uh, so I've been down, I've gotten your thin plate and your thick plate. And when we were looking this morning I see that you have at least four different types of lasers or cutters or so like I saw you have the, I pulled up because I was like, I'm definitely going to forget this. So I know you have the 4,000, the 5,000 watt, the 10,000 watt, and then the bandsaw. So what all goes, like, higher the watt, is that the plate you cut, like, so that'll go in the plate, or what so all typically a lot of it's, um, 
lot of this is based off speed. Um, so like that 10K we have just zips through. Like if I would have cut this, I didn't cut this on the 10K. I probably should have, but it was it was pretty uh, packed at that time. And I cut this on a 4K. Um, okay. But what took five minutes on a 4K probably would have taken like two minutes on the 10K. I okay. mean, two minutes at the most. I mean, just how it flies. Uh, I mean, where they're getting at with thickness, um, some of that is true. The higher the waters, the thicker you can cut. Um, but they kind of, it's slower margins. Like, you know, what last year's model can cut, it's not going to cut much thicker than that. Oh, okay. Um, but they have like, what, fit, Trump has a 20, 25, 5K uh, now, 24K. Oh, wow. So they just keep advancing it. But it, a lot of it's just for like the speed. You know, people yeah. want uh, everything done yesterday. Yeah. Um, so I would say me personally, the CO2 machines had a better cut quality, um, mm -hmm. looked a lot nicer. Not that the fibers are bad, um, but it's just speed, speed, speed. And, you know, you're trying to compete in this industry and that's just kind of where it's getting at with the, with the machines. Yeah. That's what I seen on your website was like cut, like laser cutting, like in a timely manner. Yeah. So it's kind of, I guess that's a big thing for your guys' customers. Oh yeah. And lead, lead times are everything. Uh, I mean, we were at a week at one point, but everything going on with the metal, um, kind of bumped it to two weeks. Uh, but that's still really good for this area. I think a lot of people get five week, five or six oh, wow. weeks, uh, just for cutting. So yeah, that definitely helps out a lot. You have, sure. and if we have, we do, our 10K has automation capabilities. There's just certain jobs that we try and gear towards that. Um, so that's kind of, you know, we're trying to fit the puzzle together, where to cut things. Um, you know, that's the biggest struggle is trying to figure out where, but if you had automation, uh, you had a job that's like 100 hours, you could just set it up all night and just let it keep running and it just stacks it uh, to the side, which is like, from when I started to see the machines now, like that's that's technology is just advancing such a fast uh, movement. Um, I mean that's everywhere. But yeah. I mean when I came into into your guys's business, um, I would think like a lot more people were working because like how much you guys produce. But like just seeing like I mean I guess keeping it clean helps a lot. But like when we walked in, you had I don't even know what to call them, so this is gonna be pretty dumbed down. <laughs> but just pretty much a bunch of flat steel plates that aren't cut yet, and there's like some lift that just moves it right into the machine. And just, how many plates would you guys say you, you cut a day, or is there like an average? Because um, it seemed like you guys were getting them in I mean, there. It's gonna like, depend. depend every day is gonna this. every day is gonna be different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the thickness. I mean thicker it is the longer it takes to cut what's um, the biggest you guys i think it said an inch on your guys's website you can go up to uh, oh, yeah. no, we can go lower a little thicker we yeah. i would say we would advertise one inch but if someone came in and they needed something cut thicker we could possibly we could make it happen for them so yeah. inch and a quarter that's huge too because not a lot of companies uh, like you said like how you guys work with big big customers but also the small guys not too many customers would want to or not to make companies who want to work with the customers much because sometimes they just don't have to. Yeah. How like how's that set you guys apart, or how important is that to kind of like serve your customers? Because we can tell you guys definitely take a lot of pride in it. Yeah, I, I would say customer relations is one of my biggest things that I try to focus on. Even though I do, I'm in the shop a lot. I'm a welder. You know, um, I'm out there machining in the machine shop and helping the guys out. I'm also taking care of customers, getting material pricing, sending quotes out answering phone calls um and i would say recently i've become a lot closer with 
some of my larger customers personally, like we all kind of have our own customer base. Darian has his customers he deals with and I have mine. Um, and I've recently become a lot closer and, you know, just getting out there face to face, putting a name to a face. Uh, I've been working with you guys for three and a half years. Um, and then I've been to one of the picnics and only got to really meet a couple of you guys and put the name to the face. And I think that's a, a huge, a very important thing in any business, no matter what you're doing. Um, is having that good, solid, trusting, high-integrity relationship with your customer. Um, because as soon as that integrity is lost between that relationship, um, you know, think that's when they say, you know, go south. Yeah. Um, and you never know what could come of that. So sure. I'd say that's a big part. So kind of to piggyback off of that, you said yeah. you started out welding, and now you're doing, like, customer relations kind of like the selling side as well yeah I, I started I've been in the business for 11 and a half years um, I started as a parts grinder um, I would take me to a person like Darian and say here's a part or here's a table with 5,000 parts to make sure they're all done by the end of the shift uh, I did that for two and a half years of my career um, until a laser position opened I became a laser operator for four and a half five years um, laser programmer after that um, got involved with press brakes and some CNC machines some lathes um, and then I got my start in welding um, and just really really fell in love with it um, it's more of a passion than a job for me so um, if I had to pick one thing I love the most it'd be TIG welding so um, I have a passion for that that's my strong suit um, so uh, yeah it kind of worked my way up from the bottom how important was it for you to kind of take that opportunity? Um, it's kind of like how Dan is here with us and Michael. Um, he gives us a lot of opportunities. Mm -hmm. Like I started torching and now I'm on the selling side. So like I'm trying to learn how to like balance that, like emails and torching at the same okay. time don't always go <laughs> hand in hand. So um, like was it hard for you to kind of get that like balance and like like was it hard for you to kind of take that opportunity whether you knew like what would come of it or not i would say you never find that balance yeah. uh three and a half years i'm still still, still doing exactly what you said um, i'm out there under my hood throwing sparks and then i have my cell phone ringing with a customer who sent me an email seven minutes ago um and needs a response yeah. so you know it's it's crazy but i would say it's kind of um there's a certain personality of a person that can handle that really well. Um, not, it's not for everybody, I would say. Um, so if you know you're a person who can handle it, just kind of embrace it and, and just know it's always going to be that crazy. But if, if that's not your thing, um, I would say try to find out which one you like more, uh, which one has more benefits, which one's going to benefit you longer in the long run. Come, you know, family, wife, kids, whatever the yeah. situation might be. So. Definitely have to, got to be able to multitask. Got to be able to multitask, especially yeah, every day. Every day. Yep. Well, so, for sure. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, no just problem. take it a day at a time. Yeah. You yeah. can't, can't let things start piling up throughout the week. Um, you know, I just start fresh each day and, yep. you know, just focus yeah. on that. But, yeah, and both of these guys project manage and they have a shop that reports to them. So they got multiple hats that they're pulling together and guys that they're dealing with every day, customers that they're dealing with every day. We're getting out on the road to meet customers a little bit more than we have, which is good. I think getting these guys in front and all our project managers in front of our customers is, has been a, a, a nice nice thing to do. You know, they're yep. putting names yep. to faces. Yep. And, um, so, What's like for, I guess it's kind of, you could go down the line kind of like what's, for in your role, you each have different roles in the company and stuff. What's kind of a day-to-day -day look like for you? And kind of, hey, well, you kind of told us how long you've been doing it, but. What's like a day-to-day, -day, every day look like? 
Um, day to day, start shift at 6 a.m. Uh, and we're all going to be a little bit different, I think. So yeah. uh, my shift, I start at 6 a.m. All my guys are there at 6 a.m. Um, we clock in. I kind of, I normally, they go out. I have a shop lead um, who I put in charge of all the projects that I kind of dish the projects to and tell, tell him which one's more important, what needs to be done. Um, yeah. He kind of does a pretty j good job at um, delegating on who's going to do what. Mm -hmm. um, so we kind of get together every morning for the most part, just talk about who's doing what for the day to at least get started. Um, that gives me time to go in, check my emails, um, get back to any customers I wasn't able to the day before. Uh, maybe I have a large quote I need to put together. Gives me a couple hours to kind of get their stuff together through the day. It's no I'm normally three days ahead anyway, so they have a stack of papers. Um, and then lunchtime, and then clock out at, could be 4 o'clock sometimes I'm there till 5.30. Um, yeah. It all depends. I, I don't ever see him there at 5.30. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's not there long enough to see me there until five. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm out. Right. Getting hurt. Going down. Yeah. Honestly, our, our schedule is kind of the same. Start at six. Um, same thing. Get get the guys together. Talk about who's running each machine. Now we try and typically keep the same guy on the machine for the week or two, um, and then we'll do like a rotation. Um, and then throughout the day, you know, dealing with customers, coming back out in the shop, helping. You know, if they need assistance with things. Um, Checking, you, you guys know John, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. John. he was the star of the last video. <laughs> yes, um, so he checked with John, and uh, um, me and the programmer go over the schedule just to make sure we're not falling behind. Uh, Nevin sends out an email every day just to keep us on track and see where things are at, where everyone can communicate. Um, so it's just taking me each day, and then like Nevin likes to say all the time, like putting together a puzzle because when we're cutting metal, um, you know. It might be easier just to cut like we don't cut like per job per day if that means like we like to combine it so if we're cutting quarter inch and there's a customer due next week or close enough we like to combine it helps with like the yield and stuff mm -hmm. um so we're not like pulling it but that takes some time to figure out all right can we put this job on here or no this is going to make us late for another job so mm -hmm. a lot of get, that goes on but it, it seems like a lot, but after a while, and it gets you know, just like your guys' daily yeah. duties. I'm sure. Um, yeah. What What exactly did you say? You said you're using the torch and yeah, running torching around and emailing, phone calls. Um, it's a little bit to get you. I mean, I love it. Like for like how you said, it's it definitely is for like certain people. It's not for everyone. I love. I'm just like still young, and um, I haven't been here too long, so just trying to find ways to manage it, kind of. So, yeah. And. I think in this industry, you learn something every single day. I mean, there's yeah. always think I know it, and then you don't. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. exciting, too. Yeah. You know, it's not getting boring. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my days, you know, I'm getting in in the morning and going through reports and sending out a few updates from the day before, um, where, we at, where we're at, uh, incoming orders, non-conformances if we have any, expedites, you know, just getting those that type of information out to all the project managers, our team. Mm. Uh, following up with customers, uh, doing a lot of the hiring, which we've done a lot of that recently. So that keeps that keeps uh, keeps you busy, just uh, tracking emails, and yeah. reaching mm -hmm. out to people. And yeah, so that's 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 a day. There you go. Uh, when you guys are on like leadership lead or leadership roles, um, how important is it for you guys to like kind of? I mean. You said you have a shop lead that you, you have to trust to kind of do his job. Yep. So you like um, it doesn't reflect that on you. How important is like the trust and the communication? 
for you guys? Communication is very good, um, and I think that's something we put a lot of focus on. Um, at least I felt like it when I first started, and it just it's at a spot now where the focus is still there, but it doesn't need to be as much because everyone's on board and communicating. People are picking up the phones. They're responding to emails. Um, as far as trust goes, um, I am – one of our core values is integrity and that's the one I stress the most um, and I would say sometimes I, I take it too to heart um, and and I feel like sometimes I'm too honest if there is a such thing as that but at the end of the day um, I have a great relationship with my lead he's very trustworthy um, and he reports any issues or problems he might have to me right, right away um, same with Darian and myself. We talk every day. Uh, probably spend a total of probably 30 minutes a day sometimes between however many phone calls, just talking and you know making sure things are right and everyone's on the same page. So yeah, I'd say that's a huge part of it. And I agree with that and uh, just consistency. Um, like you said, with the routine, you don't really have to go over it with the guys now, but getting them in just a routine of things. I like to keep it open. You know, people have suggestions. Um, you know, a lot of times, and like no one has suggestions for for a while. But you know, I felt you know as we're you know working each day, making a routine. You know, we we did stupid things like got a chart for who takes out the trash. Because before, nobody wanted to take out the trash. You would ask, nobody had time, and now we have a list. Um, everyone's assigned each day, and never had an issue so I, that's something I really learned with uh, management yet keep things consistent um, same thing in ways every day uh, and that seems to work out the best you can't have it yeah. all over the place figure out what works and kind of just stick with it yeah, yeah. and you don't want to be micromanaging every day either you know, as, yeah. as leaders that's that's a you know it just makes your day just long yeah it's just long and just yeah it's just not a fulfilling day if you have to micromanage everything that's where the trust comes in. Exactly. So. Yeah. I like how you guys brought up integrity. That's one of our core values as well. I mean, we have, what, 22 acres here with 16 employees, six of us being young guys, under 21. He's yeah. a little older. Um, it's easy for us to kind of, when we're on the slower side of things, to kind of sit down, like, take a little break. But we kind of have to um, do what's right even when, like, our bosses yeah. aren't looking and do what's best yeah. for, like, us and the business. Yeah. Which we, me personally, I had to get better at that. But now, like, with the opportunities that they give us, it kind of makes us feel like a purpose now. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, I mean, you guys, I can tell you guys have purpose there, which is important. And not, not a lot of companies do that. I think it's changing now a good bit to, like, even retain customers. I mean, retain um, workers, you kind of have to have to grow a little bit. Um, yeah. you got to keep, keep everybody engaged. Just yeah. uh, if you can get on that personal level with them, um, which we, I, I feel like we, we strive to do. We're not perfect, yeah. mm -hmm. um, but we strive to get on that personal level with everybody on our on our team and making sure that, uh, hey, we know what's going on at home or, you know, what, what they did over the weekend. Or, you know, if you can just take that few minutes to just relate with, with the guys out there on the floor and just everybody, these guys, whatever, you know, it's I think that's, that's an important uh, part of it. Do you guys want to go like over kind of how how you got to start working with Smucker or how um, what you were doing before that kind of or how how things came to be? Yeah, so I, yeah, so I I had out of high school I worked in a manufacturing company up in Lebanon County. Worked there for 
15 years. So did a little bit of everything there, shearing, assembly, spot welding, all kinds of different things. Uh, then moved to, I was in the auto industry for a little while, um, food manufacturing, now back to metal manufacturing. Wow. So yeah, it's, it's been a nice full circle. Yeah, really like it. Like the like the team that we that we have here at Smucker Laser, yeah. uh, working with the guys, and you know I think we we have some fun, but you know we're we need to get things done too. And I think we, we do a good job at doing that too, just like you guys do. Yeah, so, sir. Yeah. You, when you were kind of growing up as a kid, what did you want to? Does this kind of line up with anything you wanted to do, or just kind of just? I, you know, I don't know if I still know what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's and I'm yeah, I'm, I'm old. As you can see, um, but yeah, no. I, I, what? So how old we talking? Yeah, no, that's, that's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, what, what did I want? I don't even remember what I wanted to do back then. Yeah, I would definitely. I would say the same thing. This kind of just this started as a summer job for yeah. me, and, and now it's kind yeah. of yeah. my main thing that I'm doing. So. I don't think anyone in life kind of knows what they want to. Right. I mean, people go to college for four years and don't use their degree, which is yep. a little scary. Yeah. So I don't feel. I feel like no one really knows exactly. What I think if you get that well-rounded, you know, experience, I think that's that's key, especially when you're young. You can pull a couple of different things, whether it's college and you know, working in a manufacturing field or marketing or whatever. You know, getting that. Yeah. A couple of those pieces put together, you, you, I think you can figure out what you're... See which one you kind of... Yeah, get, you, get your like fit. Drift yeah. more towards, yeah. Yeah, and this industry is not really too glamorized as well, but it's not, um, it's not talked about. I mean, in school, I never heard of manufacturing. Yeah. Like, I never really heard about it, and we're in, like, the biggest area for manufacturing around, so I think it's kind of funny. You can have a great living. Yeah, and it, you, you know, manufacturing is not promoted with all the cool things that we have. I mean, lasers. I mean, we're dealing with lasers every yeah. day. Or you know, brake press. You know, able to form metal. I mean, half the things that you have at your house, it's probably laser cut. Anything in metal, it's probably laser cut, formed, or yeah. you know, punched, or no one even really thinks about it. You don't think it about it. About it. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot of cool technology out there that people yeah. don't understand or, or know about. Really, yeah, I had, I had no idea what lasers were. Um, in high school, I started working at McDonald's. Um, my buddy Derek told me there was a job uh, opening at Smuckers and. I, I thought he was talking about the jelly company, so I, you know, I had no idea what laser machines were. Nothing. I mean, in school I took um, like tech class, like wood shop, and like, we had a metal, but uh, honestly, I like you know the wood shop better. And um, you know, I was just planning on working at Smuckers while going to school, and um, it just happened to you know I started loving more what I do and learning more at it. Uh, I got good at it, so that kind of helps too. I, I, I hate not being good at anything, and that's that's why um, you know people ask me if I golf. I say I try because I'm not. It's one of those things I keep trying to get better at, but I don't know. I'm right there with you on that one. It's something, something you just stay kind of the same each year. I'm like we did. We all went golfing with uh, my cousin Mike. One of the owners, Mike. We went golfing with him, and he showed us out pretty yeah. good. Yeah, he's. he's <laughs> He's pretty good, probably. Yeah, he's, he's, he's good. The really good one here is, um, I don't know if you guys know Eileen. I think you met Eileen. Yeah. Her husband, Ted, is like 
Yeah. Like Boston, I don't know what it means, but the 60s, I guess that's, pretty, uh, that's really good. Yeah, yeah that's we'll really good. Tell him we're, we're ready to smucker for a round whenever he wants to. No, Me and you will just ride together. That works for me. I mean, you're talking about 60s. I'm around 100, so that tells you how much he's going to be This year, I can finally hit the ball straight. So, Nope, mine's too. Right up to the right. Still slicing. Yeah, that's just how it is. You know, golf, it's the most frustrating sport I've ever played. It's supposed to be calming. It's supposed it's to be, calming. right? No. It's, it's very humbling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What was kind of, so after McDonald's, what was the first job you did when you got to Smucker? I actually just ran a laser machine. So yeah. I was working second shift. Um, and we actually only have, so currently we only have one machine um, that's still there from when I started. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, we've, we've, and advancing and getting, we used to have all CO2 machines, um, so now we only have one. When I started this one, I think they, they had just gotten, um, so that one's going to be on its way out, you know, hopefully sooner and later. Right Upgrading now. the arsenal. Yeah, yeah, trying to just, just stay with I mean, the times. yeah, just yeah. with how crazy things are getting uh, with technology. I mean, it's just, that's one of the machines compared to like our 10K, where, you know, we just ran the 10K, like, it, it cuts us so much faster and it's like not even for me to be there to see the stages i'm just like and now i don't really run the machines anymore but i'm like man this, this is a lot nicer than before so. in 10 years and, and it's just 10 years yeah. short and imagine 20 years from now who knows I mean, <laughs> I might not, we might not, we, we might not be here for 20 years from now and it might take over it's true it's true um so how did you get to um what was your road to Smucker? So, my road's a little different. Um, like I said, I've been doing it for about 11 and a half years. Um, I've worked for many of fabrication companies in that 11 years. Um, I'd say it's a good thing. If you look at the resume, it may not look that great, but um, it's where I got my worth from um, and um, the reason I know as much as I do. Uh, I started as a parts grinder um, and started as a laser operator and then a laser programmer um, and through a couple more companies um, did a lot of CNC machining and programming uh, picked up g-code m-code learned how to you know teach a lathe and create parts from raw stock um, using a vertical mill and um, a lathe so that's where my vision changed um, as a parts grinder and a laser operator nothing against these guys they're workhorses um, that is extremely labor-intensive, and not that I'm a lazy person or that I don't like labor-intensive. Uh, it just wasn't something that I could see myself sticking with mentally um, for 30, 40 years uh, retiring from. So I knew there was a lot more to offer in the industry. And a lot of these companies I work for, you, you're in the laser room, and you're like, what are they doing over there? What are those machines? And the, the, There's just so much to wonder and, and learn. Um, and that's what kind of direct I would I would go to the next company and take a entry-level position even though I already had four years of experience in laser I'm taking an entry level in machining because that's what I want to learn now yeah. um, do that for a few years kind of just bounced around um, and then like I said uh, I my last job I did a lot of structural stuff um, I did I-beam work bridges D11 um, skyscrapers um, Falcon Stadium roof. Um, that was a cool project that got to be a part of. Uh, just a lot of stuff like that, and that's where I developed a passion for my work. 
Um, I didn't have that passion up until that point, um, and it was just work. Um, and nobody likes to just have to go to work. It's it's better to love what you do and do what you love. Um, and I, I knew that welding and fabrication specifically, um, taking a bunch of laser cut components, machine components, and form components, welding them all together and selling something for 20 grand. You know, it yeah. just, it struck an interest and I've stayed with it. I've excelled my skills in various methods of welding. Um, and yeah, I, I came back from North Carolina after like six, seven years down there. And um, yeah, I moved in with my mom for just a little bit until I found where I really wanted to go. And somehow one thing led to another. And from Delaware County to Lancaster County, um, moved to Lancaster, took the job with Smucker three and a half, almost four years ago. And uh, been there ever since. Um, I love it. So, uh, and I love what I do. So. Awesome. Now, to the back to the production side of things a little bit do you guys get in like a hot roll coil of aluminum or do you guys get the plate right away uh so we just get the plates just like, get the plates yeah we, we, we like, will buy coils though mm-hmm. we yeah. won't get them brought in as coils and or anything like that we'll buy the coil from the mill and then yeah get it as we need it okay. type of thing so. yeah i wasn't sure because i know like i worked at alcoa or arconic or whatever it is I worked there right out of high school, and I wasn't sure if you guys did, like, stuff with them, got just the hot roll aluminum right there, or however you guys got it in. Did you guys ever have to deal with any of the supply chain issues right now, or beforehand? Mm-hmm. Grass is a little yeah. a little tough right now, yeah, um, I would say. Is. And we get some artsy customers who, um, I'd say the brass that people ordering from us, they're, it's going on the side of buildings, and... Yeah. It's a it's a aesthetic piece that's just being seen as in an art fashion, and it's kind of hard to find some of that plate right now. And if you do find it, it's just it's astronomically expensive. I mean, even even during yeah, <laughs> even during COVID, I mean, you know, there was always some supply chain issues. But we, I don't think we ever really uh, say that's what we saw the most issue. When we did. Uh, maybe lead times were instead of one to two days, were three to four days. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, that no, price is doubled. Yeah. Yeah. And pricing. Yeah, pricing doubles. No, I just just wondering because I know a lot of people we have on here sometimes they're still fighting with like supply chain issues and trying to figure everything out. But it seems like you guys got that one. Yeah, yeah well. I mean, for the most part, I mean, like you said, brass and like copper, those type of things. Um, I think some of our supply chain issues were maintenance on machines, really. You know, getting a part of it. Uh, yeah. If a mach- machine goes that down and you need a part for it, that was, that was some of the. Yeah, we deal supply with supply chain issues. Couldn't yeah. get the parts. Yeah. We deal with some of that with the trucks right now. And this year, we, I know yeah. we had to wait like a month for the one year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. for blades, bristles yep. for the uh, for the, just to sweep mm-hmm. the roads. We were waiting for those Couldn't for a couple them. weeks. Yeah, On just kind of different for every. Right. What? They were like months. You had to wait for certain oh, yeah. parts. Some parts and, yeah. Parts yeah. for our machines that we were, you were waiting. That months. can really affect like affect your production yeah. if it's like really important. Well, we we have a pretty good relationship with some of uh, well with our manufacturer uh, that you know they they'll pull parts off of machines that are building and really? get them to us. Oh, so well, that's, that's that's helpful. Yeah, another good reason to have yeah. good relationships. Oh, yeah. So say like I'm like a customer. I don't know the process of this. Say I'm looking to get some some uh, metal laser cut. Like how would I? How would a customer like approach you guys? Like what's the best way? Kind of. I mean, it kind of starts off of our. Off of our website, you can go there. Um, you know, can reach out on it. yeah, inquire through our website. Then that goes to these guys. And, yep. Yeah. 
Walk-ins. Walk we, we, we always, walk-ins. We always entertain yeah. walk-ins. Uh, we'll never just tell someone no, or mm-hmm. um, we'll always find somebody available to sit down and talk with that person. And, and maybe we don't have a lot of time, but if you have a drawing, hey, can I get your info? We'll get right back to you as soon as we can. So, a lot of napkin drawings. A lot of napkin drawings. Yeah, that's, all right. that's good ideas right yeah. there. Yeah. Yep. Nice. I was mad I forgot to bring in it. We had customers to walk in, and uh, I was on vacation. And I came back, and I'm looking at on my desk, and there's paper, and there's um, like it looks like ladybugs and a turtle, and I'm like, what is this? Like what? And it actually turned out to be a really cool project. Got a uh, got together with the guy, and he basically just wanted like these small turtles and ladybugs, and he uh, cuts this marble out and uh, puts it on top of the the cutout, and he dropped the pair off for me. Uh, and I was going to bring them today to show, but uh, that's. That's why I like the most of the personal projects. See what yeah. the end result yeah. is. Um, and that was aluminum, right? Cut yeah, we aluminum. cut them out of aluminum, and he basically just painted them and put like this marble back on it to look like the shell or like the body oh, wow. of the ladybug. Turned out like really neat. So, that's, yeah. and he was just like a walk-in. I, I mean, we've done work with him before, um, but he just stopped by one time. And, and that's, there's, that's what I was going to ask. Like, is your Routine customers, your favorite, or is it the walk-in random? Oh, well, I can't answer that on here. You know, <laughs> we love no, all. I mean, we love all yeah, our customers. Little, what would no, be your so, favorite? No, would honestly, the be your favorite. Re- um, repeat customers who are going to continue to bring those ideas, um, yeah. not just bring us that one, and then you know, we, large quantity customers. You yeah, know, I think those are the ones that we're really uh, focusing on now. Um, I mean, I'm pushing for that. That's a that's a you know a, a big push it we're doing this year uh, last year into this year is getting those, those larger quantity yeah. uh, items that we can continue to run on the on the laser and, and forming if it or yeah. weld whatever yeah, you know, well, where, it's, where you're just setting up and letting it go slow. you know it's just it's efficiencies are a lot better yeah. I mean, it has to be diff- it's difficult to even find some customers these days but even yeah. to like find ones with like large quantities has yeah. to be hard yeah. so I mean, that other stuff you guys do definitely sets you apart. Sometimes you're driving down the road and you see, oh, that's a metal fab. Yeah. Maybe I'll reach out to him. Yeah. You know, yep. it's, it's just. You never know. You, you kind of yeah. just run into things sometimes and that's, you that's never know what goes on. Too. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be, now that I'm going out to businesses, like after this, I'm going to go out to a couple of businesses, try to um, get new business yeah. um, for the yard. I find, like, when I'm driving on the highway, I'll see a dumpster that's not green, yep. side green. I'm like, well, who, are, who are they scrapping with? It's just, it's cool. It gives you, like, a, uh, I never really knew the uh, manufacturing side of businesses around here. I think it's cool. To, it gives you, like, an idea of what's, like, what's around. I think it should be talked about. Like, earlier this, or last week, I was at uh, Peckway Elementary School's career day, and that was just, like, so eye-opening to me because, like, the kids, I asked them when they came and then when they were leaving what they wanted to be when they grow up, and they were like, this and, like, I actually had, like, at least 10 kids say, maybe I want to work with metal one day, which is kind of was, was cool. Because I never saw, like, at career day, I never saw a scrapyard. I think that's, like, important stuff to get to. Do you think that's something you guys would do, just get out? Because I'm sure kids will love laser cutting. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think we talked about that, haven't done that. I mean, we are hooked up with uh, Thaddeus Stevens. Thaddeus. Now, that's a little different. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think it would be good to, you know, whether it's bringing a uh, shop class into our facility and having them see what we can do or going out and during a career day. Yeah. Just 
setting up a table. And I mean, it might not mean much now because the kids were what kindergarten right. to sixth grade. Right. But I mean, that's the young younger generation sure. that you don't know who who their parents work for. Right. Like I had yeah. a couple kids try to explain. Um, I guess their parents worked with metal, and they're showing me like what we do. Like yeah. we had two pick two big pictures up, and they're showing us what we do, which was cool. Yeah. I just think it's. I think we gotta get out to the kids more. Yeah. No, I agree. Sure. I agree. Yeah. It's that age group is what it's going to be in that in the next 10 to 15 years so yep. 20 years whatever yep um, so on finish your question um i mean for me like um both type of customers bring a different joy to me i like the consistency uh from the repeat customers but yeah. i also do enjoy uh what the customer that's just walking in wants to make and seeing that end product um just because you know i used to Anything, anytime we cut something when I first started, I was always, if we had extra, I was asking if I could take it, and uh, I thought everything was really cool. And not that it's not anymore, I'm just, you know, seeing the same yeah. thing every yeah. day. So that's why those personal projects, um, like even like something like this, like had me, had my blood going, you know, it's, um, <laughs> you know, I like seeing the satis yeah, satisfaction. Like the yep. <laughs> Well, and, so. and I think we, we deal with a lot of entrepreneurs too, and I think that's mm -hmm. that's big. You know, seeing somebody, and I think you said it. You know, seeing something, you know, off a of napkin drawing that that has, you know, maybe down the road will sell thirty thousand widgets or whatever, whatever yeah. it may be. Um, and I, I think that's you can walk beside those individuals. Something can come out. Maybe not every single one. Maybe it might only be one out of twenty, but that one could be a. A big ticket item for you, yeah, awesome. so, and even you know, reaching out to customers. I, and I, I do a lot of that, and just cold calling. And you may not hit every single one, yeah. but it's that one you hit. That one you hit. It could could uh, could make a difference. Sure. Yeah, we always see your guys. I mean, we torture metal all the time, and um, when we torture, we torture to eighteen by twenty-four, and it gets shipped over to Anvil or Donsco, and Donsco actually. Makes like we were at I went to Park City this weekend with my girlfriend and there's a new Ford Bronco right next to our car I was like come to the front quick I was like <laughs> all the metal that we torched like they making it yeah, I think that's, that's pretty yeah, that's awesome. what, what yeah, does she pretty, think of that um she thinks it's like sometimes I think she just listens she likes because she never worked around this stuff um stuff before so she thinks it's cool it's cool to see that Band product, really. yeah, like I mean, we're torching all day in the heat. At least it can be on a nice new Ford Bronco for someone. <coughs> Award-winning. It's all over my LinkedIn, all over Facebook. Everybody's ranting and raving about them. So it's like you, yeah, hit, nice you feel something yeah. about it's just, it. Yeah. Something yeah. cool. Mm -hmm. As I ask when I'm explaining to my fiance about uh -huh. certain things, like she just like yeah. saying thing. I don't know. She's like, listen. She'll say, I don't understand, but just keep talking. I'm yeah. like, okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I always keep up on the prices, so it's funny. Um, I like. Questioner sometimes I'm like, what's the price of copper? And she hates it so much. <laughs> I got asked that on the way here. Really? I was eight cents off. Eight cents I off the top of my head. Off copper? Yeah, I said three sixty. Yeah, yeah, I said three sixty. Right, yeah. He googled it really. No, I <laughs> they say that because I was in the back seat. <laughs> well, um, to kind of bring it back, um, we're all young. Mason's a little older, as always. That's all this Well, what's what's young? Um, he's 27. I'm 27. Man, I'm old. I'll be 21 next month. Should be, some, mm -hmm. should be fun. But what advice would you would you want someone to give you guys when you were our age? Like, if you could give us any advice, like whether it's personal, work related, 
That's kind of a hard question. Uh, I would say you don't need a lot of money to have a good career. So if you can't afford college, look at look at technical colleges. Um, they're less than half the price sometimes, um, and you can still come out of that with a career that you could make you six figures or better eventually um, after 20, 30 years in the game. Um, you know, so yeah. So don't be don't be scared of the of what you're gonna do in life and how you're gonna support your life just because you may not have a lot of money to start with in life. Yeah. Um, you don't need a lot of money to have a good career. Yeah, I agree with that a lot. Um, just that on top of being uh, just how to tell you guys or younger people just be consistent. Um, you know, consistency is key for everything from what I do for I feel like what we do here. Um, not consistent, you know, your relationship with your employer might not work out and you know, honestly I don't think I knew what I wanted to do until I was like twenty four, twenty you know, I'm twenty nine now so it hasn't been that long. Um, that's you're always social media and everything, you're always seeing new things. Oh I might want to do that and don't get too wrapped up in the money. Uh, the money will come. Uh, just you just gotta be consistent, kind of where you're at, and you know, actually love what you're doing. You don't want to work a job that you hate. Um, pays pays well, but if you don't enjoy it, uh, I don't. That's not worth it for me. You can't fake it to make it with your career. I feel like that's one thing you can't really kind of fake. You have to well, eight hours a day. When you're working in all the elements, getting hot, you know, it's kind of hard to yep. contain if you don't actually like it. Yep. Yeah. Do what you love and love what you do. Yeah, I think, um, you know, soak in as much as you can, learn as much as you can, ask a lot of questions when you're young, especially when you're young. Save. Save when you're young. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a big thing, too. You know, if you can save and just build for that future, you know, this, everybody wants to get rich quick. But, you know, instant gratification, that's, that's what today's society is. And, you know, it's, it's not always the way it is or the way it will be. Um, so... And I think, yeah, like Cameron said, it's. I mean, you can you can do well in this business. Manufacturing's here, and it's it's here to stay. Um, so you know, pick up as much as you can, learn as much as you can, ask questions, listen, you know, and, and continue to save and work hard at it. You're going to make it. You'll sure. go places. I like how you brought up the trade schools. We have Thaddeus right here yeah. in Lancaster, and that's what, what the best trade school on the East Coast. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it did mm -hmm. really well. Yeah, I feel like that's not talked about as yeah. well. Right, I mean, that's right here. Yeah. We just had a guy start today. Yeah, really. Uh, we, have yeah, we 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 work with them very closely and offer them offer them schedules and and opportunities that most people in the manufacturing industry don't offer kids of that age and that skill level. Um, and we're willing to give them that chance, and it's worked out. Yeah, it worked out quite well for us. So, that's awesome. yeah, I went to Thaddeus um, from 2021 to 2022. I did a year there, and I stopped. I'm waiting for them to. They're going online for the business side, at least. They could do online for that. So yeah. once they do that, I'll finish that. But I yeah. think Thaddeus is a number one. The price is. Oh yeah. I mean, compared yeah. to other colleges, it's right. it's amazing, yeah. and it's a great school. Right. It's a great yeah. school. Good. Yeah. That, was, that was great. You guys, you have anything else you kind of want to share? Any questions for like, us or anything? Yeah. No, I, I love what you guys are doing. I prepped myself this weekend. I actually watched a few of your episodes. So awesome. um, I, I said this before. I don't know who I was talking to, but 
first time I found out about it, then started watching it, uh, I was a huge fan. So I, I, I think it's great. Yeah, thank you. Keep the foot on, foot on the pedal, and don't thank stop. You, you know, appreciate that. You see them subscribers slowly tick up and we'll get, get to the bigger thing. So yes, sir, thank you guys for yeah, thanks for taking time. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah absolutely. No put the cherry on thanks top for having us. Sure. Yeah, livened yeah. up the dumpster a little bit with the new yeah. sign. I like it. Dress it up, up a little bit. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, was, I was going to ask, is there anything, like, we could do better that makes your guys' job easier? I know that in the yard, like, getting, you know, whether it's cutting things down or... I don't know. I think, um, like, um... Probably not mixing metal. That probably you makes your job. Make pretty, pretty, yeah, so they're pretty, pretty simple. Easy. I mean, come to your guys' job, I mean, you know, like, two or three times, and everyone's nice. Like, everyone's just so nice and, like, happy and helpful. I couldn't, I honestly couldn't think of Good. anything. Yeah. We just picked up, so, well, when you guys were driving by in the yard, this, we dumped, like, we picked up the 5052 aluminum from you guys, mm -hmm. and so I unloaded that truck, and it was all, like, yeah, it was, like, one of the easiest ones I did, because you had the 5052, you have another tub for 6061, then yep. you have, like, the steel slag box, and then, oh, then there was a piece of 310 stainless, so you guys were pretty much sorting it all for us, for making yep. it pretty easy. Good. Yeah. Some. Yeah. Take a truck in there, it's in and out. Yeah. Did you pick up today? No, I didn't pick up okay. today. I had Sam pick driving. up uh, at my building last week, I think he came. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Steak yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Sam. Yeah. Yeah, Sam's a great guy. He is. Yeah, he's always he's talking about basketball shot. with him. Oh, he yeah. Is. We, we oh, always yeah. go, it's funny, we, um, we have Mikey Smith here who we work with, and we all kind of go as like a team, not every weekend, like maybe once a month, we'll go out to a buffet, kind of kind of grub and Sam can eat. He puts it down. He can eat. Oh, you gotta just ask him about food next time you see him. You won't hear the end of it. Manor Buffet. <laughs> <laughs> Manor yeah. Buffet, he that's, gave, that's his he spot. He gave me the heads up on the crabs too. I heard he, he really likes, yeah. likes giving him a bushel. Yeah. He just likes food. Shout out, <laughs> shout out Sam. Yep. Shout, shout out Sam. Sam. Thank you, you guys for coming. You guys have him on here? Sorry. No, we actually have, that's a good idea though. We should have Sam on mm -hmm. here. We want to have Sam and Merv. You got, I don't know if you've met Merv yet. He's our OG here, I call him. Um, uh, he's been here 23 years, no, 22 and a half years, he, he corrects me. Wow. But he's like, he's our only guy with a key to the gate down there. <laughs> he's just, he's been here forever, so we need to get him on too, but definitely yeah. Sam. You could have like a eating contest or something oh, yeah. like that. <laughs> we, we asked him last week if you ever joined the eating contest, he never has, surprisingly. <laughs> he's best, like he's That's pretty good friends. You, you need to set that up right here. Yes. Yeah. He, he's, he grew up with my, um, it's funny, we grew up, grew up in this small town, Columbia, so Sam, he grew up with my pastor. Oh, wow. He was yeah. one of my um, Pap's best friends, so it's kind of that's another nice thing. It's like yeah. you know everyone. Like, like, he, he knows my bad, grandparents. He, he always asks about my grandparents. Yeah, yeah cool. Good to see your grandma too. Some, yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> I gotta get there. Yeah, we gotta get there. But th um, thank you guys for coming on. This was yeah. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it.